Welcome to The Daily Cut. I'm Christine Boy, a deacon here at Park Community Church from our Bridgeport location. Throughout the season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast. And instead, we'll be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut, and I'm Christine Boy. Okay, friends, I am so glad to be here with you to start this new week on Easter Monday. Although it was likely a very different Easter than you've ever experienced, I pray you are still able to feel the immense joy and hope that is ours in both the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Today, I'm kicking off our Philippians series. So before I read it, I wanted to give a little intro to Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. A pervasive theme throughout this letter is joy, and Paul starts it off with thanksgiving and prayer. His strong personal relationship with those who will be reading the letter is evident from the very beginning, illustrating the importance of his connection to his community, which is a source of great encouragement and joy for him despite the difficult circumstances he finds himself in. All right, now we will dive into our three verses. I'll be sharing from Philippians 1, verses 3 through 6 today. Let's read that passage together. This is Philippians 1, starting at verse 3. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I want to share three themes that popped out to me from just these three verses. And if it's okay, I plan to share a little bit more of my story as it relates to choosing joy in difficult circumstances. The first theme is contentedness in chaos, gratitude, thankfulness. Verse three starts with, I thank my God. And I've found that It is always a strong place to begin to strengthen our contentment in any set of circumstances, no matter how difficult or uncertain. Prayer is an important way we remind ourselves that ultimately we're not in control, but He is. Prayer has a way of pulling our focus away from ourselves, placing it on God and what He is doing in the world around us. The second theme is connection in community. Paul prioritizes staying connected to his community despite not being able to be together physically. Their partnership in the gospel, as it says in verse 5, gives him great hope and joy because although they're separate, they are together. I think just how easy it would have been for him to isolate, to grow discouraged, and to permanently step away from his calling to leadership in the early church because of his imprisonment and persecution. But he knew the significance of community and he leaned in, especially when it was hard and inconvenient to do so. The third theme is confidence in completion. Verse six, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. God started it and he will finish it. The great news is that he's not done yet. We are very much in the middle of our story. But as we just celebrated yesterday, we already know how it all ends. Jesus defeated Satan, sin, and death by his resurrection. He is risen. And this gives us great confidence when we cannot see what is ahead in this life, which, if we're honest, is always. 
we can have confidence, a blessed assurance, because we know who is with us and who is in control of everything, as well as what awaits us at the end of this life, which is eternity with him. For many of us, reality is complex in our current season. Personally, the last 10 months have been reflective of the disruption, grief, and uncertainty of our collective experience during this global pandemic. I was unexpectedly diagnosed with breast cancer at 32 years old last June. Five days later, I found out that the Lord blessed us with our third child, and five weeks later, went in for a mastectomy at eight weeks pregnant. In addition to typical early pregnancy symptoms like intense fatigue and nausea, I was recovering from my surgery while still needing to mother my two daughters, five and three years old. Five months after the surgery, I had a follow-up with my surgeon and found out that I have a recurrent chest wall tumor on the scar. Five days later, I started chemotherapy at 34 weeks pregnant. I had three infusions before my daughter was born, one three days after she was born, and have had five since she was born. She was 10 weeks today. My treatment plan changed one week ago today due to additional COVID precautions. So I am receiving two triple doses over a three-hour infusion within two weeks of one another instead of the eight weekly infusions that we had originally planned. If I could be honest, I feel anger, sadness, overwhelm, and defeat. This significantly accelerates my timeline for the next steps for treatment and potentially introduces more severe side effects that will prevent me from being as present and helpful with my family in a time when physical and mental vitality is critical. The temptation to feel hopeless is currently very real. None of this was what I ever thought would be part of my story, and I did not get to choose any of it. It has slowly and painfully stripped away the illusion of control I held onto tightly for most of my life. But in my mourning and sorrow, I've attempted to choose joy in little ways, to choose connection, vulnerability, and surrender, to choose grace with myself, to choose to receive help and prayer. In the midst of a season of suffering, loss, and sadness, I know and believe that it is possible to experience deep, sweet joy. Because it's not our physical bodies, our health, or ourselves that we can trust in, it is Jesus, and it's Him alone. Recently, I was praying and asking for healing, as I have many times before. But this time, I strongly felt that God was saying something like this directly to me. Christine, I could heal you in an instant from cancer, but your required healing is not simply physical. It is much deeper than that, and it will take longer than you would like it to, but you can trust me. Do I believe that my cancer diagnosis and the story he's writing for my life is part of the good work that he started in me? Yes. Do I believe that this global pandemic is, or at least can be, a part of the good work that he's doing in all of our hearts, in our lives, and in our families? Yes, I do. Now, I have a few reflection questions I invite you to think on, and a few of my own thoughts on each. The first is, how can you cultivate contentedness in this season that might feel chaotic? One simple idea is to begin a gratitude practice or journal. Start and end your day thinking about or writing one or three or ten things that you're grateful for. Set your mind on things that are true and good and lovely and honorable as often as you remember to. 
And first thing in the morning and last thing before sleep are both powerful times to intentionally guide our thoughts to the giver of all good things that we can be thankful for in this life. Question two, who can you reach out to and connect with to give and receive encouragement? I hope that you're connected to a small group or a group thread uh, text of with your friends and family. These regular connections with those in our community are absolutely critical for our spiritual, emotional, and mental health during social distancing and stay-at-home orders. We're designed to do this life together in community. So plug in or initiate new connections yourself. Maybe someone that has been on your mind, maybe family members you don't usually check in with, old friends. The third question is, what are the places other than God that we are tempted to place our confidence in right now? For me, it usually starts with myself. My own wisdom, my own abilities, or my strengths can be a place that I place my confidence first. In this season, personally, I feel very dependent, frail, and weak. I've continued to fight the urge to breed disappointment or guilt or shame for what I'm not able to do as well as I once was. But it is a profound opportunity for me to rightly see myself in light of our infinite, kind, and gracious God, who is the only source of confidence that I need. I'd like to end by singing the chorus of a song that has been reminding me to fix my eyes on the one who is constant, as it holds the tension of choosing contentedness and, yes, even joy, in spite of the chaos and uncertainty that surrounds us. It is called It Is Well by Christine DeMarco of Bethel Music, and it is a prayer for us that we would be able to agree in our soul that indeed it is well. Through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. And through it all, through it all, it is well. Through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you, and it is well with me. Thanks so much for listening today. I sincerely hope that you're doing well. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional, so stay tuned.